Hello, hello, and this is the Sleon Productions podcast where we interview authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, and artists. Today I have a guest that I met a couple years ago through another friend, and we are entrepreneur-driven, entrepreneur spirit, and uh, we have uh, Mr. T. Blooms, Tony Bloom. Welcome to the Sleon Productions podcast. Thank you for having me. So Tony, uh, you have a lot of, you know, a whole lot of different talents, but one of your main things is art. But first, you, you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so a little bit about myself. I'm from uh, Florida, born and raised. Also grew in New York, grew up, and um, a lot of my inspiration comes from the city. I grew up in uh, the city, fast life, um, and yeah, I'm a full-time artist. Um, besides that, I'm a full-time dad, husband, and just uh, out here, pretty much like to label myself a builder of the community and uh, sharing basically the things I've seen and um, you know my story, pretty much. And uh, that's like my main focus, you know, my life right now. One of the main things that, one of the first things I heard about you is that you would spray paint art in the city of Wynwood or Miami, but it's a place called Wynwood in Miami where yeah. it used to be like really run down. And as of 10, 12 years ago, it's become a tourist place. Uh, and for artists, it's probably one of the big things is restaurants. And, but one of the main things that stick out is, is art and murals. Can you yeah. tell us your experience with that? Yeah, so when I started painting uh, a while back, um, it was pretty much like a safe zone for me. This is like 10, 11 years ago. Um, there was basically an art movement happening and I was actually sent there by my professor at the time and he, was, he wanted us to do a report on Art Basel. And when I saw the art, little galleries we were able to walk through, it was the closest thing I got to, to New York. Um, but Art Basel was very young back then. Yeah. It was it just was, getting started. It was, yeah, I mean, it was known, but it, it wasn't yet like pop-ups happening everywhere. And Art um, Wynwood specifically started like basically welcoming the community of young artists um, because Art Basel in the beginning was focused for the fine arts and traditional classical. Um, so when I saw this hip scene, it just felt welcoming, felt like a place I could go to express myself. And I started spray painting there. Like you said, it, it was all warehouses, abandoned, um, a lot of studios. And now that's not the situation. Now it's all nice, developed, pretty neighborhood expensive, no studios, artists can't afford it. And, um, but yeah, that's where everything started for me. It started in Wynwood and, and it just spread out of there where I started painting everywhere in the streets possible that I could. And can you tell us the type of art that you like to paint, uh, to create? Yeah. Projects. Yeah. So when I started painting, uh, my focus was talking about my story. And my story was um, when I had to think about it was a pig that became in uh, existence. And um, basically the pig was Haza. Uh, my street name was Haza. Haza is a Yiddish word used in um, the movie Scarface for a person that's like 
greedy um, and it literally means a pig that doesn't fly straight um, and and that's what Tony Montana was called by Frank in the movie which my name my first name is Tony and um, I related to that whole idea because growing up in Miami, you know, we did a lot of things that was just basically for the money, not for the health and good fortune of people. And um, so I ran with that story and was painting pigs all over and money sign in the eyes. And, you know, that was basically my focus and, and what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about money and I thought pigs was a great way to start that conversation. And many of you guys are probably very familiar uh, with different type of artists out there. Uh, I believe one of them is Mr. Monopoly. Yeah. And the other one is, who's the person that uh, th that paints something, but he kind of like does it secretly? Uh, it starts with a B. Um, oh, ba Banksy? Yeah, Banksy. Yeah, Banksy. Uh, with Tony, he's kind of... Uh, uh, with those type of artists, kind of, you know, uh, very, very, you know, very close to it. Obviously, painting and, and you know, strip murals and things like that. Um, you all, uh, you've also painted other stuff than pigs. What other ones have you painted about? Yeah, so um, there was two collections of mine. Basically, the other collection um, was literally it's called my Black Period. And the focus on that, I would take whatever I was feeling, um, it could be a character, any other character, and it was always a black canvas. Um, the focus of the character would be fluorescent, spray painted with light, and my whole message in that was, you know, in the midst of darkness, um, there's always light because I was always in that room, a dark room, um, whether it would be surrounded by people, things, and I always had to find the positive in things um, to keep going. So I, I would transmit that into the canvas as well. And when I met my wife, I stopped painting the pigs for like three years. I thought I put the pig away. And um, you know, right now it's, it's actually one of the biggest projects and only focus is the pigs again. And uh, yeah, the black period is still kind of going, but it's just more now on the pigs. You have done some stuff with Bart Simpson. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, Bart Simpson. Um, yeah, so like the characters I'll use are usually characters I can relate to. And growing up with the Simpsons, um, definitely always loved Bart. He was the rebel and uh, always felt like a rebel at heart, you know, and, you know, doing something uh, mischievous, uh, you know, reckless, um, you know, going against dad. And, and that's that's a character that I would like to use a lot you know he's spray painting getting punished and i always felt like that kid you know just doing something wrong and getting disciplined for it <laughs> which they just removed uh renewed their th 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 uh, their 30th season so it's one like oh yeah yeah it's been going on on television for for you know for for, for that long um Going on with that, besides doing art and paint, you have dealt with 
resin with type of um, sculpture type of art. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so when I first started, uh, my biggest thing was seeing my art come to life. And um, I started right away with a ceramic studio. And this was like nine years ago, eight years ago. And this was a traditional way of uh, sculpting. And um, moving forward, about like four years ago, I got into 3D printing. Um, and we work with resin, we work, uh, have a production base all around that that helps, you know, where a process would take me, uh, you know, several weeks. It now takes me a few days to go ahead and take a idea from thought to existence. Um, so yeah, 3D printing is part of my sculpting making now. And, um, it, it's fun and, but it's messy and really toxic. But uh, it gets the job done, and um, yeah, it's a great way of, of expressing my thoughts, you know? And, and the, the key of everything of being an artist for me, like, I didn't have any experience up to like about 23 years old, 24 is when I started, I'm 34 now. Um, so when I started, it, it was a blank canvas for me, and it was just like, what do I wanna talk about? How am I going to share this? And whatever medium it was, you know, I, that I felt was the loudest, that's what I went to. So spray painting the walls to sculpture making, like people go nuts, uh, galleries go nuts about it when they see that you can produce something like that. But for me, it's um, definitely important about the fine aspect of it being finished and, and nicely cleared and all those things. But what's more important to me is like what's underneath and, and what's the message you know there and that's why that's why I do it so so why do you think you started in a later age rather than your teens or maybe younger well I was told for one art doesn't make money it's, it's very difficult um, growing up going to museums you know the artists that I saw was like Picasso Van Gogh um, or, or even like really ancient art you're looking at the Roman the Greek sculptures you know it's the Met Museum in New York and it's it's on it, in people's mind it was unrealistic to have a name or have a purpose in this generation as an artist um, but what happened for me was you know I was so focused on the money part and then at 23 24 feeling like hey I, I I know I can uh, do something I like, passionate about. What is the one thing I love? I love art, I love fashion. And uh, you know, going after that was um, kind of crazy, but you know, it, it made sense and I'm glad I did because now it's like the first time in my life where I feel like I have a voice and, and also with the voice comes value. So Tony, so Tony has not only just dealt with old school art, but he's also uh, got into the new technology of art. Um, as many of you guys heard about crypto, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all those great coins, a new feature in cryptocurrency has been NFTs, non-fungible token, where it could, it, could, it could range from a lot of things. But one of the main things about NFTs, non-fungible token, is art. And Tony was probably there on day zero, maybe, uh, designing art for NFTs. Tell us your experience with that. Um, yeah, so my experience started working with these conventions. Um, 
once I did my first painting, which I, I won't call day zero, but it was pretty in the very beginning was 2017. I started talking about Bitcoin. It was uh, very like smooth automatic um, because again, I was always talking about finances with my art. So when I saw crypto and the tech, um, I kind of thought this would be a good thing to talk about. I did not realize it was gonna be so big, to be honest. I didn't think uh, it was gonna be a conversation that a lot of people, a lot of part of the world was gonna get involved in. It didn't make sense at the time dealing with fiat and, and just uh, the traditional uh, money. Um, but as I got into it, um, I began to fall in love with it. And the way that happened was going to these conventions, uh, going to these networking events. And when I started to socialize and, and realize I wasn't the only one having this conversation, um, it just got more interesting. And, and now we're in 23, you know, years later, and we have these conventions where there's, you know, tons of people and we're, we're talking about it, we're, we're learning about it, we're teaching about it, and um, you know, behind crypto, what I like to look at is the technology. You know, people like to always talk about the the coin, but I like to talk about the code or the programming behind the coin, and and that's what's cool about NFT art. NFT art is programmable, programmable art. Um, you know, where it's in a smart contract or it's programmable in the sense of um, you might have. Um, you know, just, uh, what's it called? Um, I just blanked out. Um, damn. NFTs. Um, how did I just blank out? Uh, it's, it's called, uh, well, kind of like the filters, the augmented reality, um, things like of that nature, right? So we're used to seeing art in a physical form. But what happens when you start taking art to a digital and then you start taking it to a digital animated 3D form? And that's where it starts to really be, become fun. You know, like we grew up playing video games. What happens when you can take your art now and put it in a video game? And that's where we're at now, like especially with the projects I'm working on for myself and with others is we're able to take these characters that are well known in the community. They're, you know, they, they have um, a fan base. They have a community around it and then you can use it in your everyday life you can use it wrap up your your Lamborghini in it you could you have a smart house which we're working on a project called meta residence which is all based around this character called uh, well a group of characters called cyberconks and also mine as well it's it's not fully based on mine but mine is part of it and mine is the crypto piggies um, talking about the piggies so here you got like these characters they're becoming uh, cyber in a way tech in a way but they didn't start there at least for me they started from you know the street from the walls from spray paint um, but now you can experience it in both and you know I'm still keeping that traditional aspect but I'm bringing in you know what people like to call the future I just it's now and it's happening um, whether you know people are aware or not it's not the future it's now <laughs> um, you just said one of your projects you're working with other people tell us about your current project your nft projects 
um, which you can find on OpenSea. But tell us about. Yeah, this. so the Crypto Piggies, um, that's my project. Uh, we've been developing for like two years. Most of the projects um, that you hear, they're, you know, they're up and running quick. It's unusual to hear about a project that's been building for like two years plus. And the reason I'm doing that is um, I've been so focused on bringing uh, real world utilities. Um, you know, I don't just want a digital image. I don't want um, something that is not tangible. I want people to be able to experience it. So we've been working on the gaming development side with Sandbox and working on um, different ways to be able to use this character, which Meta Residence 2, which is uh, the first house Meta Residence 1, is the first uh, mansion built on blockchain um, simultaneously in the real world and in the metaverse um, to be made. And my pigs are part of that. Um, when I got to experience that project, working with Sotheby's and Sandbox and my, my partner Gabe um, from Meta Residence, we, it started opening up my eyes of what you can do with your character, what you can do with your art, because I was used to just seeing it on a wall. Um, now, I'm, I'm understanding like, you know, you can play it in a game, like I said, you can earn uh, tokens, you can earn, um, you know, real financial incentives. And um, yeah, I just uh, been building, working on that. We got 7,777 pigs dropping uh, sometime this year in the mid year. And um, it's, it's gonna be interesting. I, I did release already, like you said, there is some on OpenSea, but those are for like partners and, and art collectors. Um, but the, the public drop is coming soon, and yeah, it's gonna be exciting. There was a huge hype of NFTs, I bet, a year ago, last year, in uh, 2022. What is the state of NFTs now? How do you see it? And where do you think uh, it, it will go? Um, right now, it's uh, definitely a bear market. It's very slow. Um, I think it's great, though. It, it helps, you know, weed out the, the trash. Um, there, there was a lot of trash when there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of trash, a lot of uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. And um, you're going to th see things pop up, but they're also going to go. And, and what's great is, like, the real projects that have, again, real utility, real tech, you know, real good things behind it, they're gonna last and they're gonna last forever, you know, for the whole, for the most part. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really paying attention to those projects right now that are enduring this, uh, this winter, crypto winter, we call it. And, and any project that gets through it, you know, I'm kind of a, a fan or a supporter because it's like, you, you, you know, you're, doing, you're bringing something to the table, something to the world, something to the community. And, and that's really where my focus is. My focus is figuring out what is it that, that we need because the stuff we don't need that serves no purpose it, it's it's gonna leave right so if it serves a purpose for mankind at least like you would hope like we have a use for it and, and that's what i'm trying to figure out like what use can can this be used for because art is definitely it can hang on a wall look cute look pretty but 
if you can make something look pretty and, and nice and all that, have the value of the money, but also use it for something, use it for good, create, um, you know, like we've been doing crypto cleanups uh, throughout the year, like, and what is that? You know, you, you come out, you pick up garbage, you're gonna get an NFT, you're gonna get a insensitive of coins, you know, and, and it's just things like that um, that I like. Which is something that I would like to see more if you're joining a club or a partnership with something, you get a NFT art or something with it. Not just that, obviously, there's more perks. Uh, but hopefully we'll see that more because I can, I, can, I can envision some other stuff out there for that. Um, artificial intelligence has become wild. Uh, ChatGBT has been um, it's been very popular these past couple of months. Um, I've used it. I think I'm really surprised with the technology. Still worked in, you know, needed to be done. Um, what are your thoughts over AI and how could that implement with your art? Yeah, so me, um, I love talking about AI because I think it's, um, it's an interesting tool, a tool that's been needed uh, at least um, for the fast thinkers and uh, the people like me who are impatient. Um, it, it, help, it, can, it can help you tremendously as a building block into creating you know, your, your blueprint, your ideas. Um, having an extra, let's say it's not a person, but a, but a robot or some intelligence there on the side of you, able to like, you know, bounce your ideas, give you new ones is amazing. And, um, and, and even create it and get, and when, when I say create it, it's great, like not to just take their creations or whatever and, and literally just like say, hey, that's my art, but to build off of it, it it's, it's amazing. Um, a lot of artists, even friends, close friends of mine, they're, they're not too crazy about it. And, you know, I always get like kind of like pissed when I start hearing them, you know, talk negative about it because we live in a in a world where there's robots all around us we just may not be aware of it when we're dealing maybe it's not super functional like the the ones we see in amazon's creating um i forget uh their sister com like one of the companies uh, jeff bezos they're, they're, um, they're doing a lot yeah what's it <laughs> called boston dynamics oh yeah yeah so boston dynamics you know years ago I was seeing this, now it, it, they have a whole fleet of different robots. But um, when we look down to it, like our phone, our computer. The one with like the, like the, the, the dog looking yeah, one? The yeah, fast, the fast, I think they got a cheetah. Or the one that, got, that, that, that could jump. Yeah, they jump, <laughs> and these things are amazing. Like, you know, yes, it's scary looking. And I think that's always gonna be the first impulse of motion is fear. Um, but I think once we look past the fear and we pay attention to the reward and if we can, you know, look at it in a positive perspective and find the positive, it's going to be positive, you know, so obviously you're going to have those knuckleheads that are going to take it, use it for bad or, or, but, um, if that's not your mindset, like something good is going to happen. So I, I think artists that embrace the technology, learned it, learn it and, and figure out how to work with these machines, um, they're going to have a better chance of uh, uh, success and moving forward, you know? What do you think about those AI tools where you tell uh, the algorithm, you know, create me a dog, a skein? 
and it just creates a whole art masterpiece. What's your thoughts over that type of stuff? Again, I, I love it. I, I, I'm excited when I see those machines working. It's like when I got into ceramic, it, I was hands-on. It was everything manual, you know? And then when I got into 3D printing, it was like magic for me. Um, and it took out a lot of the, the pain, the labor. And, and then that's what the machine is for, you know? But you have to guide the machine, you know? You have to prompt the AI properly. And, and I think there's still a little skill to it. It just might not be hand skill. But I, I believe if, if you are well-rounded in both, you know, you are gonna create magic. And, and that's where I'm at. Like, I know how to paint. I know how to sculpt. When I get to those other things and I bring it together, it's, it's like even more amazing. Um, he's been very, uh, very innovative with different types of art. Have you thought of art um, out there that you've not kind of dabbled with yet? Or like you're kind of like one day at a time? I'm, I'm really focused right now. Like there's so much to learn right now with what I'm doing with uh, gaming development and um, you know, the augmented, it, it, it's gonna be really big. It's already, you know, a lot of big commercial companies are using it. Um, I've brought it to Dolce & Gabbana. I've, I've like been experimenting for a little bit of time now with it and you know, I'm just trying to perfect those things and master that because it, it, there, there is a learning curve. Um, also, besides you learning everything, you got to have a good team around you, which, you know, I'm fortunate I have a team around me too. Um, so if I don't know something, my, my team member does. And when we come together and we put all those pieces like in a puzzle, it just it creates that masterpiece. And then goal is always like, um, it's not just a painting anymore, or just a sculpture. It's, it's all these little pieces together that makes a big picture, which my big picture is the pig. <laughs> How's it the pig? Yeah. Um, how can people, you know, go find your art online? Yeah. So online, um, I am CryptoPiggies.com, um, and it's Piggies, P-I-G-G-Y-S. Um, also on Instagram, my, my last name is Blum, so I go by that. I sign my art um, with my last name. You can find me at Blum Official on Instagram, on Twitter, Blum Official. Um, and also there's a website out there uh, floating around BlumOfficial.com. We're, we're about to get back up and running with uh, fine art on there. But I just been so focused on the pigs, um, you know that we do have the handle of Crypto Piggies as well on Instagram and Twitter. But um, until we drop, they're not really active right now. So, but there is a community there. Would you ever get into like animation? Yeah, we're doing animation uh, right now. Actually, that's um, that's one of the biggest focus um, animation. So my studio has become an animative uh, studio. Um, that's really going to be part of our focus. I'm not trying to in a way. I, my dream is to replace Disney's. Uh, um, I don't know how how uh, successful I will be. So Disney's so big; they they pretty much own 
they own a lot of the media um, and and you know a lot of things but um it's so amazing every time I think about Disney where he started he started you know with still pictures and then the still went to animated animative and um, that's where I'm going you know I started with still frames and now we're just uh, packing up we're, we're we're expanding from that and when you do see these animated things come to life it's like the sculpture but now the next level of the sculpture you know and it's amazing and yeah can't wait yeah i i actually saw a uh, walt um Disney movie, uh, I think it was on Netflix, and he did a lot of like a lot of stuff early on. You know, he didn't have much money, and now he owns a whole em well owns his own empire. I mean, he, he's not no longer alive, but it's just incredible his story. But Tony Bloom, uh, incredible. One more time, the best way for people to reach you online: um, Instagram, Twitter, Blum Official um, is the best way to reach me. I have one word, and then uh, CryptoPiggies.com, um, be on the lookout. Yeah, Google him, he's everywhere. Tony, any closing words before we depart? Um, the only thing I could think of is the future is now. I appreciate you coming on to the Sleon Productions podcast. Oh man, thank you for having me, it was a pleasure.